I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hi, Self-Helpful listeners. In this episode, find peace by first creating boundaries within yourself. This is part three in my series on boundaries instigated by psychotherapist Terry Cole and the message in her new book, Boundary Boss, The Essential Guide to Talk True, Be Seen, and Finally Live Three. In this episode, my chosen co-host is Broadway and screen star and my frequent co-host, Renee Marino. Renee is author of Becoming a Master Communicator, and she's one of my favorite connoisseurs and practitioners of personal development. Renee listened to my conversation with Terry Cole, and at the top of the show here, she says, I always thought of boundaries as my boundaries to create for another person, right? Like, so here are my boundaries in my exterior relationship for you. But it's so much about the boundaries we create within ourselves. That's what she came to after listening to the show with Terry. And this is what steered the conversation here to a new paradigm that is just helping me tremendously. Remember, you can watch this full episode if you like on YouTube. Just search for Self Helpful with Kevin Miller. Renee, I wanted to talk to you about this because I just have an inkling that we will resonate on uh, what we do on so much that we will on boundaries and how that's played out for us. But so you listen to the show with Terry and I'm so curious on like what what hit you? Oh, so much. I took so many notes on this interview. First and foremost, she is so peaceful. Did you feel that speaking with her? Like I felt that watching you guys, like just her energy was so calming. And I was like, oh yeah, this is nice. (laughs) It was, it was, she was calming and uh, it felt contemplative 
to me. And she was, I, I love having conversations with people who take the, you know, the question or thought and, and chew on them and really, you know, really think through. So yeah, she, uh, no wonder that she has so many people following her. Yes. A hundred percent. So that was the, my, my first observation. Um, my second observation was when I think of boundaries, I think before listening to this interview, I always thought of boundaries as my boundaries to create for another person, right? Like, so here are my boundaries in my exterior relationships for you, but it's so much about the boundaries we create within ourselves, because if you are an over-functioning codependent, or you are someone who is always giving that advice when it's not warranted, it's really about reflecting it back on yourself and saying, oh, no, I need to first create that boundary with myself to say, Renee, maybe that person doesn't need your advice. And yeah. as Terry talks about, it's just asking great questions. And I was just like, <laughs> so like once again, the, the re- affirming and the validation that it always starts within us first. You know, it's interesting. I moments ago just got off, uh, doing a show with Vienna Farron, who, um, you know, we had, we had talked uh, about her, had her come on and talk about Brit Frank. And so we just did. And one of the things that came out of it and talking about anxiety and awareness was the connection to self. And she actually brought it up. I was sharing something about me and she said, yeah, that's like a disconnect. You disconnected to yourself. I said, yeah, I do that. Just like I, I don't tend to often affirm other people. That's not a natural thing. I don't affirm myself. And, you know, I look at, I'm feeling this and thinking, I, Kevin, you shouldn't be feeling that. Just get out of that. You know, st- you, you stepped in some feelings, get out of that stuff quick <laughs> and, uh, connecting with self. And I hear, yeah, with, with that, with boundaries, I think, I think I did too, that I looked at boundaries as this box you kind of create around yourself or these barriers, you know, and, and tell people, no, don't step over that or, or whatever. Yeah. It would feel so bad as opposed to what you're talking about that. No, what are the say, I don't know, what would you say? The safe, the safe zone for me that I know that this is my internal, um, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it that way. Safety zone. I don't know. How's that Safety fit? Zone, it's, it's just that, that internal awareness, that internal compass to be like, Oh, 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 oh yeah. I want to give that advice. I want to share, but oh, oh, no, it's not the time. Instead, sit back and I'm, I'm going to start using this, but like, Take some of that Terry Cole energy, that beautiful, like sit back energy and, and allow the person to be heard and then just ask those great questions. So you allow them to have their own journey. And when she was talking about her sister, I thought that was so, I was almost getting like, like a little, I could feel myself getting a little anxious when she started talking about not quote unquote, not saying not helping her, but not rushing in to give her advice, even though her sister was going through so much, like, because I am that person, I always want to help. I want to make sure I'm there 500%. So when she, Terry talked about, she started feeling that shift where, no, that's not my job, right? I don't know. Her therapist told her, what makes you think that you know what is meant for your sister on her journey? 
And I was like, oh my gosh, but it's so uncomfortable when you are someone who's used to looking at yourself as the, as the go-to person, right? Or that sometimes I call it like being the glue of your family. When you look at yourself as the glue that keeps things together, that keeps people together, it's uncomfortable then to sit back and not want to help in that way. Totally. Well, like I talked about with her, it's, it's, it was, or I would say I realized I'm constantly realizing that's my identity. And I, I, and it's uncomfortable for me not to, and the word that I kept coming back to is be responsible, take responsibility for things that should not be my response. They're not my responsibility. It shouldn't be. And it can't, you know, and and if it has to do with somebody else's feelings and behavior, it literally can't be. And yet I, like you talked about, I'm so often, uh, you and I have talked about, you know, the empathic thing and I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I want to fix that or fix you or take care of that thing for me because I'm uncomfortable. And so I'm with you on the, we'll have to get a t-shirt like the TC energy, Terry Cole energy, <laughs> take a deep breath. It's not my responsibility. And there should be peace in that because the other side is not peace, but it's still, I'm still addressing my own comfort, I yeah. guess. But yeah. I would want to, you know, I would want to ask her this. Because that's such a good point. And that is, I think, the biggest struggle with empaths, with highly sensitive people like you and I are, is you do, you feel everything on an, on another level. So things that most people are not aware of, i.e. the person next to you is really uncomfortable, you're feeling that with them. So there is a part of this whole, you know, boundary talk where in a way by helping them, it feels like you are creating your own boundaries. Cause you're like, I need to protect myself because if they're uncomfortable, I'm feeling super uncomfortable. And I do want to take care of myself to not feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to do what I can to help them out of their struggle. Right. So it's weird. It's like, you can look at it both ways. Um, because we do feel things on, on a grander scale. It's interesting. You know what it made me think of, Renee? So you and I were together a month ago or whatever it was at the event speaking. And I, I mean, I've been to some big events, you know, some, some big stages. This was a little smaller and more intimate. And I found myself so uncomfortable for other speakers, like where they would do something that and I'm, and I'm looking at the crowd and I'm taking this all on. And I just got it. I didn't add the Terry Cole energy thought. And I've just got to take a deep breath or just go leave because it's bothering me. And it has no, it, it, it's, I'm just a spectator out in the crowd it has no uh, relation to me. And yet I am taking that on. Of course, how does that play out in the rest of my life with my wife and my kids and my, and I'm taking responsibility and it's, it's just a convoluted mess. Yeah. Uh, how, so in your, and you've talked about this some before, was that, I mean, have you, how has it played out in your life? I mean, what is your, I kind of wanted to know, I, I, we haven't talked about this specifically, you know, what your own, boundary journey has been like, what did you have to come out? Of? And, and, you know, assuming you're still on the journey yeah. uh, as well. Tell me what it looks like. Yeah. These past few years, probably like the past three years, oof, I've been hit with it hard, this unlearning, you know, I'm in this phase and I think we all are right. That's part yeah. of being, having the human existence. We're unlearning those things that got embedded in us in our childhood. Um, and, I'm unlearning 
this, this belief that I have to be the savior of my family. Like I remember at five years old, where did I get that thought from? Renee, you're going to be the savior of your family. And my family didn't need saving. They're great. They're wonderful. I grew up in a, in a loving, tight, you know, tight knit family. So it's interesting. Like, where did that come from that I put this on myself? And then I moved throughout my life, very high achiever, perfectionist, very type A. And it's a double-edged sword because so many of those characteristics are what helped me to get to, you know, great heights in my career as a performer, as a professional actress, now as a speaker, but it doesn't feel good anymore. So these past three years have been all about that awareness of like, oh, there it goes again. I think I have to take care of everyone. And when my mom's upset, I'm also getting upset. When my husband's upset, I'm getting upset. When my nieces and nephew are uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, whoa, this is too much for one human being. And quite honestly, I started feeling it physically, like yeah. in my physical health and uh, my mental health. Cause I was just like, this is, this is way too much for one human being. So I am like in the thick of it right now, Kevin. And that's why this interview came at such a perfect time because I'm in that space of having to consciously, um, consciously take a step back and let people be who they are. Let them be in their situations and just be there when they need me, um, as opposed to jumping right on in and taking, taking the, the forefront and being like, okay, I'm going to take care of this all. It's like, no, Renee, you have to take a step back. It's interesting. You talking about your childhood and why, why asking the question, why did you, uh, engage with that perspective of taking care of everybody? So I had recently, we had Jordan Grummet on the show. He's a doctor. His dad was a doctor and he's nine or 11. I can't remember. And his dad dies. I think it was cancer or something like that. And he little kid, Jordan for no, he cannot, he has no reasoning for that, but his dad died. And the story that somehow he put in his own head was that it was his fault. And so to address that, he needed to become a doctor and save people. So he did. And he goes and goes to school and becomes a doctor and then, well, literally becomes a doctor and realizes, well, this sucks. He didn't like it, didn't fit, you know, whatever. And of course, you know, and there's a story past that, but you go back and go, how on earth did you get that feeling? And what came out with Terry, because it had been told to me by a therapist a, a while ago and a uh, therapist said, you're, it's really arrogant. Kevin, that you think that you sit there and should take responsibility and can, like, you know, what's best for everyone. And that didn't feel good, but it honestly just, it, it resonated. I mean, if I look at it as a third party, I go, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty arrogant to think that I know that's, that's another journey down there, but you know, of feeling like, oh, I, I know best and that I'm supposed to. And so I'm practicing it now. I hear that need or hear that opportunity to take, you know, responsibility for something and I'm better at being aware and just Terry Cole energy. I, I just got to keep using that That's and stop and stopping. It still doesn't feel good. It uh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Kev, I'm with you. And I was just thinking that as you were sharing that it's tricky because in the unlearning, it's so freaking uncomfortable. 
like where you're like, oh my goodness, am I better off just going along with the old pattern I had or do I stay in this? Of course, my higher self and my advice to everyone listening is no, keep going through it, baby. There's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We have to go through the messiness, but while you're in it, it can be really uncomfortable. And then sometimes I know for myself, I question, I'm like, so wait, am I causing more harm than good? Because this feels really uncomfortable. Um, but I try to keep reminding myself, no, this is change, right? It's the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. It, it thought it, it, the caterpillar thought its life was over until it became the butterfly. So I try to remind myself of that. And I think with boundaries like this, that's so important to hold on to because you have those moments where you're just like, so why did I start along this journey again? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was my reason for doing this? <laughs> it, yeah. And, and as you say that, I'm thinking, I mean, there are some times when you hear the need and it almost, I think what I'm still struggling with some is it almost feels negligent. Like if I know how that, you know, like I would take a kid for instance and I got, dude, I know how it's going to work out and, and it, it's not going to work out. It's going to, and it feels, I still struggle with that. It feels negligent. And I have to, as you said, I have to put myself in that shoe of no, they, that's how they are going to learn. And I see that it still though feels bad. And I guess it's not a perfect thing. I mean, we still have to have discernment in the moment and go, okay, am I going to let them, uh, you know, you're not going to let a toddler fall off the roof. I mean, there, there are some aspects where, okay, we're supposed to say them, but, um, man, it's a, yeah, it's a different identity. I just still come back to that. It's still yeah. a different identity. Oh, Kevin, you, that's such a perfect way to say it. It feels like negligence. It feels like, and again, that that's the belief I grew up with. I saw my mom be this way. I saw my grandmother, my father be this way. It, it's for me, it's that simple. If I see a need and I can help, I'm going to help. Like that's just as, as simple as it is. But as I've grown, um, and you know, my mother and I are, are so close and we're best friends and we talk a lot about her parenting style and my dad's, you know, as I said, they were, I mean, the most loving parents, they were there for us for everything. But again, there's that trickiness because sometimes, and when my mom listens to this, she'll agree. Cause we've just talked about this sometimes too much to the point that we didn't handle things on our own because if something was wrong, dad was there to fix it. Right. Or mom was there to fix it. And for myself, when I recognize that, and that's why I wanted to go away to college. If there was a yeah. chance for me to learn something myself, I did because I guess the higher part of me recognized like, no, I need to figure these things out on my own. But my parents were the type of parents who didn't, like, if we fell, they took us right to the doctor. They wouldn't be like, wrap it up. Sorry, honey. Put some alcohol on that and we're going to keep moving forward. That wasn't their parenting style. So I recognize I've now taken that forward in my life. And the minute something, you know, goes wrong with my dog, my husband, and I'm like, okay, what do we need to do? That's my go-to. So it does take a strong awareness to kick back, give it some TC, Terry Cole energy and be like, all right, <laughs> maybe they can figure it out themselves. And maybe it's better if they do. I do. I will tell her that TC yeah. energy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her we coined that and get, get a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. You took it to, or took me with that to a different place of, you know, we look at boundaries as, okay, these are these, yeah, even the, 
I got to come up with better vernacular. Cause as I say, these, these walls or barriers, that sounds so bad, but these are, you know, these are some areas that I'm constructing and it's not and saying it's not okay for, for you know, someone to cross that. You brought that though, cause that sounds like a negative to a place of, let's see, how do I turn around of like giving, like somebody may try to give me something that I'll go, gosh, thank you so much. But no, I do need to figure that out. I had a daughter, uh, I was just with her yesterday and she did this to me a couple of times and she said, daddy, don't, don't do it for me. Don't, I, I'm going to tell you about this because she'll see the wheels start turning. She's telling me about something wheels. And she, I'm just telling you, don't do it. Cause I need to learn. You're so sweet. But, and I haven't thought about that for myself. Where are there places where people are doing things for me, taking responsibility that I need to help them with a boundary. So it's not, you know, help them with a, you don't need to be responsible for that. I'd be a good one with gosh. Yeah. With, you know, the intimate relationships sometimes of, Saying, guys, thank you so much, but realizing where are, I haven't, I hadn't thought about that till you brought it up. Are there any areas, and this is something I guess we could all think about, are there areas where other people are taking responsibility for us that they shouldn't be, don't need to be? It's not helping us. We're not growing. And it's probably, uh, I was going to say harming them. It's probably not good for them either. They're stressing and taking responsibility for something that they shouldn't, and maybe they can't even. Okay, that's a new. I haven't thought about that. I haven't made that list yet. Kevin, do you did you do you ever find yourself, um, or have you before listening to Terry Cole, in the past being the person you are, who's like the helper, the glue, right, the one who who's taking responsibility, helping everybody to the best you can. Did you ever have a situation where you looked at other people, I'm being real transparent here, almost from a place of judgment, the people who don't do that, and they never think that they have to take responsibility for others, and they are the opposite of an overgiver, or um, uh, how does Terry say it, but like giving advice that's <clears throat> not warranted. I've had many people, especially when I was performing, and I'd be in the dressing room with with tons, you know, eight girls and we're all different personality styles. And it will be so interesting to me to observe people who weren't like that, because I think I've worn it as a badge of honor. If I'm being quite honest, like, Oh, I'm the go-to person. You, you, you're not offering advice to someone. How rude this person is in need of help. Why aren't you, why aren't you helping them, giving them advice? So now that I realize it, I'm like, Oh, wow. Look at me being judgy judgerson thinking that I'm on a pedestal because that's natural for me when really this just may be part of an over-functioning codependent personality or, you know, someone who just struggles with her own boundaries. I don't know how to answer that. I, I, I don't have it. I don't know. I don't know because part of it, I mean, I do want to honor that, you know, even like personality styles. I mean, you and I have, you know, talked about that, uh, so much. I just it took your, um, what did I just take? What's the new one? Human design. Uh, yes. Human design. Um, and to some aspect, you know, to go, gosh, being a helper or, or something like that is it's, we're not saying it's all bad yeah. and that's where I'm, but I'm, I struggle with that of sometimes feeling and uh, well, honestly, I think I have, I think I've fallen sometimes on the other side of just going, okay, I'm just not, I'm just going to back off. And I don't, help. Like I don't step up and I think I can go too far that way as well. So it comes to that moment by moment, you know, discernment. I, I, you had me thinking I was just at a coffee shop a few hours ago 
bunch of people standing around and this one lady is picking up her, you know, some food and a couple, she has one coffee step, uh, you know, on another one. And I think, and, and nobody's doing this. So I, I go over and help her get out the door. And, and I think that's not wrong. It's, it was, that was, that was nice. That was a great place to be aware and, and step in. But when we take it too far or it's a consist, it becomes, especially with those who are closest with us that we live with and whatnot. Cause I'm, of course I'm thinking about my wife and my kids and the things that we do day in and day out that that's where it comes in. Cause I feel like, you know, you and I are the people who would see somebody who needs the door open for them or needs help with something and help. And it feels good for us. It feels good for them. I think that's well, pretty good. Uh, yes. I'm thinking more of the day to day, I guess. No, that's great. And I think that's a really important point to, uh, kind of nail down on is that Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Yes, this is not good or bad. I feel like we all, we all kind of flow in and out of these, if you want to call it personality styles. So yes, I don't, want to put a label that this is bad and, you know, being a giver is bad by no means. I think that in any personality style, we can 
take it to the end of the spectrum or we can stay balanced, right? We can go out of bounds no matter which way it is. So I think, you know, to what you and Terry talked about, it's really about having that awareness to just say, okay, this is who I am. Terry talked about it. And I love, she said that she said, you're going to be who you are at your core. You're an extrovert. You're outgoing. You're a highly sensitive person. That's, that's, that's who you are. This isn't about changing who you are. It's just about taking that power of the pause, having that inner awareness to say, okay, in this situation, how can I best use my qualities to help that person to create boundaries while I'm creating my own boundaries? Okay. Well, let me, you, you brought something up and I was scrolling, I was looking through my notes. She said, or she asked the question, am I giving from a place of love or a place of fear and need or need? Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think about that because I know I have had, I mean, that's part of my story is it's been a few years back that I had my first experience with realizing that I was, do, I remember where I was, I was at my house. Uh, I was going across the driveway. It must've been a car thing probably for one of the kids or somebody and I realized I was bitter. I was just, I was out there bitter. And I think though, if you had asked me though, I would say at face value, no, I'm doing it out of care and love, but I obviously that's not the feeling that was inside me. I think that's a, that's a dicey, that's hard. I think that's hard. Cause I think there's a lot of people out there. You think of the consummate person, you know, the, the mom or whatever, who takes care of everything and fixes it. And she would say she's doing out of love, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like she's a martyr. She's pissed at everybody and you see, and, or she's exhausted or, or whatnot. And I think that is, I almost want a different word than love. Is it, is it, I don't know how I'm bumbling around. Like I was going to say, does it fill me up? But that's not all. And it can't be just everything that fills you up. I mean, sometimes you're going to do something that is sacrificial and it needs to be done, but. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, the word is on the tip of my tongue, but this is something I talk about a lot. And that's the how of how you're doing things, right? It's like, if you have, um, the spirit, you mean, of it? Kind of the- of it exactly. The energy behind it, right? Okay. There's a huge difference. If I, Kevin, I invite you over, you and your wife for dinner. Um, Kevin, yeah, oh my goodness. I, I, I want you and your wife to come over for dinner. Come over tomorrow night and I'm excited and you guys are here and I'm hosting and we're having a great time. Or I invite you and your wife over because you happen to be in New Jersey. So I feel obl- obligation. Obligated. Yes. That's the word. If I feel obligated, well, you're in New Jersey. I have to have you over for dinner, even though I know I have to wake up really early the next morning. And I'm like, yeah, Kevin, you and your wife come over. And the whole time I'm like, you know, putting the food out. And I just have this, this bit of angry, in, uh, high energy, um, high energy that feels really flustered. That's totally different. That's doing it from a place of feeling obligated as a pl- as as opposed to being like, no, I just want my friends to come over. I want to have a great night of us hanging out. That's two different energies. And I think that's why that question that she has us ask ourselves, am I giving from a place of love or a place of need and fear? Whew, I get chills just saying that because I know I've said this same thing, maybe not in those exact words, to my mother, to my own mother, because my mother, beautiful soul, I mean, would give you the shirt off her back, but 
a lot of times she does do things from a place of feeling obligated. Mm-hmm. And then the energy behind it, like I've said, mom, you're better off not making that dinner. Let's go out to eat because you're not doing it from a place of joy. And I'm not feeling joy now because you're not joyful. <laughs> uh, okay. I love the word. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking about like my own checklist. So if I feel obligated, if I feel I should, if it's a should that's in there and then back to what you said, something you said earlier, I'm thinking, and then I just wrote it down as you were talking that, or am I doing it because I don't trust you. I don't trust you to do it well or do it right or do it for yourself. I think that comes up some too, which can kind of hit into that arrogant side, but especially, I mean, sometimes you do know something you do, you see somebody doing it, go, dad, it's not going to work out well. You know that. But if I'm doing it because I don't trust them to, then I'm enabling. Um, they're never going to learn how to do that. Even if, and, and I've fallen on the side of just doing stuff and I don't even, you know, maybe a middle ground sometimes is saying, Hey, and we're back to the advice that you talked about. I guess that's another aspect of it to where do we feel like that is best to, to speak up? It's, it's all in the context of the moment. It's hard, but those are some good lines. It could be coming back to you saying, do I feel obligated? Do I feel like I should? Uh, do I feel like it's an expectation? That's probably another word to put down expectation or I'm doing it because I don't trust mm. those. Those are tangible. I can grasp onto those. That's so good. And it, that reminds me of something else um, you guys talked about. And that was um, when Terry said, asking yourself, oh, asking the other person instead of be, being the over advice giver, instead saying, how can I best serve you in this moment? That has been a game changer between my husband and I, um, because my husband is that stereotypical caretaker, alpha male, always just wants to take care of me, take care of his people. That's one of the things I love about him most. But recently I've been using that where if I'm going through a, a tough day and he right away jumps in with advice, I'll just say, I'll, I've, I've, communicated to him, listen, it would be really helpful if sometimes it, you just let me vent. Mm-hmm. So like the last time I was feeling emotional and I'm having a, you know, some day of tears, he said, okay, would you like me right now to just let you vent? Mm-hmm. Or are you looking for advice? And I said, no, I just need to vent. And it felt so peaceful because now again, that empath in me, the highly sensitive person, I didn't feel a sense from him that he was like waiting for me to stop so he could solve my problem. Now I felt the energy of just like, okay, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Let the tears flow. Say what you have to say. And it was such a game changer. So I think that that was a really, really powerful question that she shared in the interview. Like, how can I best serve you in this moment? Because that's, I think, where we go wrong in a, in a lot of our relationships. I've done it, again, being the advice giver, sometimes the, the, the friend that people come to for advice. Sometimes I find myself over-communicating, right? Communication's my thing. So I'm like, okay, great. I have all these ideas. And you mm-hmm. can try this. And how about this? And there have been moments where I've got, gotten it wrong where it's like, Renee, please stop. I, ju- I yeah. just need to get this out. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I, I hear you. It's painful. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, the honest truth is, is it's, it's painful to hear something without 
chiming in, especially when I, I mean, sometimes you know that you know that it could help. And I, but I'm Terry Cole energy. Yes, uh, come back to that. I I appreciate you bringing that back up. Yeah, I remember her saying that. How can I best serve you in the moment? Because I am I'm playing with that right now. So I have. I'll be candid. I if my wife says anything like like oh my god, you know, we're playing a game. This this happened long ago. We're playing a game, and she goes, "Oh my goodness, I just dry mouth. I'm thirsty," but she doesn't do anything. And my go-to is I, I and mean, I've done this. This is me. This is what I, I get up and go get her water. And I think that's sweet. It, it feels, you said the word, I can't remember. Did you say valiant or so you use some word um, oh, a little oh, bit ago? Savior, savior. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, you feel like that's good and it's, it, it's nice to serve. I wouldn't say that in, in and of itself is, is bad, but I, that's it. That gets to be a habit. And then there, what I realize is there's times when then she'll say something like that and I'm, I'm bitter. I'm like, and I'm like, and, and, and I, I don't do any, I don't do anything, but it would be good to say, how can I best serve you? Or like, would you like me to get you a glass of water? And she may say, Oh, it'd be totally sweet. Yeah. Would you? Or she could, no, not at all. I just, I don't care enough to get up and get it. And so if I did, I'd get it myself. Don't, don't trouble yourself either way. It's interacting, but I find myself waffling on just the old habit of, I just go do it, take responsibility for something that somebody, and I do this with the kids. I, I, I tend to do that. It also trains her to never really ask specifically. Uh, I don't think that that is necessarily who she was, but that's the habit that I started because I'm just looking for a need to go fill my identity. And I still am wrapped up in that. And I, as I look at the, I, I kind of think of the busybody who's always taking care of, always fixing, always whatever is, yeah, is, is are you, that'd be another one. I think I would need to put that. Am I doing it out of a place of love or a place of fear or, well, I guess that'd be the need. I need to do that so that I feel worthy that I'm filling my little cup of self-worth out of that because without that, I don't know. And that's been part of my struggle, Renee is, is yeah. When I take off the Superman cape, I just, it's almost like I'm sitting back there. I just, I don't know what the heck to do. There's lots of needs out there. I don't know. You know, it just, I got to, and now I got to be aware of myself, which maybe that's the point that I don't really, it's easier to go do than to be aware of me. I was just going to say that. I really believe, yeah. I know for myself, it's easier to take action than to sit with yourself. It's yes. easier to do than to be. And you talked yeah, about totally. it in the interview. We're in a culture of doing, not being. And I say this, I might've said this to you when we were in Dallas, you tell me to do anything, Renee, I need you to do this, Renee, I need you to improve this, Renee, get, you know, work on this, I'm there, I'm like, yeah, baby, 500% off, I'm there, you tell me, Renee, let go, surrender, I'm like, cool, 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 but how do I do that, mm -hmm. great, how do I do it, <laughs> like, I think, how do I, how do, I do being, yeah, how do I do being, and I, yeah. I think that's been, my biggest challenge for years now. I mean, I've been on my own spiritual journey for years and years. And that's one of my biggest, like, Oh, the Achilles heel. It's like, okay, I get it. I know. Let go, let God. Right. I love that phrase. And I believe it. And I, oh, God, I've had moments of surrender. I believe I, I had to have, right. Because I absolutely have. But when I'm being conscious of it and you're like, okay, Renee, all you have to do in this situation is let go, let God be. I'm like, uh-huh. All right. So what are the rules of that? So I'm just going to mm -hmm. follow the rules. <laughs> are there five steps for that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So you, 
And what you're saying there, it reminds me of, so this was brought to me by uh, a therapist a year and a half ago or so. And it was on the concept of uh, narcissism, which, you know, I'm on the, uh, I guess we're all on the spectrum, but I, I, I align well with narcissism with that, you know, from a, from a a behavioral standpoint and a thought process. Um, I do. And what she brought, this therapist brought to me though, she says a lot of narcissists uh, are acutely there about a lack of boundaries is a big part of it. And I realized that it really resonated with me. Not that I knew what to do with it necessarily, but it, it did. And it also highlighted what came out of it too, was how out of touch with my emotions I am. And if I think if you, not that this is a point about narcissism, but I, I think if you look at people who you feel are in that spot of narcissism, that they're not in touch with their feelings, because back to what you said on the being, what I, to know boundaries, to comprehend what boundaries I even should have, I have to know how I feel. And that if, so if you're not well-versed in that, you're kind of out of luck, which is why the therapist also recommended Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart and understanding more of the 87 emotions that Brene brings out in that book, that without those, um, it was almost a starting point. Okay. If you're going to have boundaries, you got to first come back here and understand what the heck you feel. And a lot of people, you know, especially I think men know that I don't know. I'm angry. That's it. I'm angry a lot. Well, okay. There's probably some boundaries there, but what are you feeling? And I had to go, then I got to bitter. Okay. I'm bitter. I, I, I get that one. And, and then what's, you know, past that and, and to start digging down in, and it does call us back to what you said to being to self-awareness. And we can't, I think that's why when I first, cause I had Nedra Glover Tawab on the show like two and a half years ago. And her book is, um, shoot, has the word boundaries. It's relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was on boundaries, but I think I just, I didn't take so well because I still was looking at it. Like you just talked about, what do I do? And there was not a clear do there's not a clear, well, this is, these are the easily constructed boundaries. And so what this is in the evolution here is to the being Yeah, just what you said. Yeah. And it just all makes so much sense, man. That's why Again, you and I have discussed this, but working with your inner children, kind of going back to those younger parts of ourselves, me, who thought she had to be the savior of her family, all of these little nuggets that we get, right, in understanding, okay, how did I get here? How did I come to be this way? Like, you put the pieces together and you go, oh, well, this makes sense. If I put a stake in the ground at five years old, like think about how young that is. And I'm like, I'm going to be the savior of my family. Of course I have a problem with just being and letting go because my whole psyche is conditioned to go, 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 do, 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 fix, help, save. So of course now as an adult, I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) something's going on. (laughs) Something's not right. And that's what's so, so cool. And very uncomfortable sometimes when you get to that place where you're like, Oh, so this is no longer serving me. I realize that, 
But now I'm in the space of like, okay, now how am I going to shift this? Because I, I like to think of it when we think of shifting these patterns, shifting this way of looking at uh, boundaries, think of like a whirlpool, you know, when you're, you're a kid and you're in the pool and you keep, you know, you and your friends are like, let's make a, a, a whirlpool and you're yeah. going one way. So the current gets really strong. Right. And before you know it, that current's taking you and you're just, you're just floating. That's the equivalent of our beliefs, our con- everything we're conditioned to think, right? It happens unconsciously and we're floating about like we're in the whirlpool. And then we get to this point in our lives, like where I'm at. And it's like, Oh, something's uncomfortable. I realize I have to change the current now. So now you're starting to go the opposite way. And at first it feels impossible to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, you're holding on to the side of the pool. You're like, I got to get through this. But after a while, the current starts taking flight and then you switch it back the other way. And the same thing happens. Now you're floating on these, on these new beliefs. Um, so I like to picture it that way. So it reminds me that it's going to feel like a struggle for, for a bit. Um, but that first step is the awareness. And I think that's why what you guys talked about is so vital because it's, it's that first step of the self-awareness to start to change the trajectory and the current. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a huge point. I mean, that's a huge point. If we're just, if we just back up into personal development, uh, overall that here we are, let's go back to my analogy or my experience, you know, years back. And I have this experience to realize I'm doing, 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 and I'm bitter. And you would think, Oh gosh, great. You're aware of that. So just stop and you're good. Well, I wasn't good because it's still all I knew how to do. And so if I it to not do and not jump up and take care of that, fix that, whatever now, okay. So maybe I'm not going forward in bitterness, but I don't know what to do. I'm just, it's kind of like the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't, or why we do tend to fall back into codependent or abusive circumstances that makes no sense to a lot of like, why would they go back to that? It's still the comfortable. And I think that's that's what we miss. Again, we're on a 10,000 foot view now, just a personal development overall that you brought up. It's just such a great point. It's worth giving focus to for a minute of finding the problem and going, Oh, I see it. Stop. That does not, that's not the end of the story. Cause now you're saying, okay, I'm going to go over here to a place that I am totally uncomfortable in uncomfortable, insecure. And that's what often drives us back in and we don't change. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the container Uh, we're talking about. uh, We've talked about you and I talked about this, um, but if you got a container of religion, this is what I, this is my story. You know, I got a container. This is this is my religion. These are the black or whites. These are the right wrongs, yep. do's and don'ts, whatever. And that's man, that's pretty easy. I, that feels that feels good and certain. Okay, now when I realize that's not really working, or I don't really believe that, and break apart the container, it's terrible. I don't have a container now. I'm still struggling with that when people, you know, we talk about spirituality. Well, I believe in this. Oh, so then you accept this container. No, no. I don't. But, well, then they, what's a container? And we need that. We have a show coming up. I've got one coming up with Don Dapani on spirituality. And we talk about this mm-hmm. and he's saying, you need a container. How, you know, this, this containerless spirituality is not working out for people. You need a container. Oh, it's like a r- religion. Well, yeah, but 
Well, I don't like the container. Well, it, so we, we talk about that. I don't know if we come to some big conclusion, but that's what you're bringing up here that we know the container. I'm going to use that word of, of what's comfortable, secure, what our norm is. And then to say, well, it's not working. As you said, it isn't working anymore. This container isn't holding water anymore. Yeah. Um, and get rid of it. We don't know what to do. And that's a terrifying place. Yeah. yeah. And I think if we can start to look at it as like, when we get to that place, celebrate it, like flip the script and be like, all right, cool. Woo. I don't know what the heck is going on now, but this is the start. Now this is the starting point of the change that's going to happen. This is the starting point of the me that I envision me to be. It makes it easier to then get through the, the mud, if you will. Because I think what most of us do in the world, when we get to that point, we're like, whoa, that's so scary. Uh-uh, I'm going back to the comfort zone. And I wrote this in my book, you know, the, the beauty of life resides outside our comfort zone. And I, I, that's the trick of life. It's like, but what do you mean? We're supposed to be comfortable and, you know, life, you know, we want it to be easy and peaceful. It's like, uh, in certain moments, but if you want to get to, to the juice of life, you have to be outside that comfort zone. And it's so scary at first. It's so scary because as you said, it's like, Oh, I don't know what happened to all my, who am I? What's going on? Well, you're again, you're, you're on, you're on it today. Cause you're bringing up another big point on, again, if we just look at personal development overall, the, we hear a lot of stuff in our industry, in this industry of, you know, embrace change, you know, change is, is great. And it's not, it's just, can we just say it's not, but, but what you said to look at it and, and I wrote down as you were talking, I felt like you were saying, we're, we're looking at the payoff down the road. We're saying, okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel that I want to go towards. This isn't working. There's light out there, but in between it is a freaking tunnel. And the change, so that the big rah rah re inspirational message of embrace change. Change is great. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, the hope is, and the the result can be, but in it, it's just it's not for me. I mean, it's uncomfortable. I do not have my. I, I end up saying, um, like I, I don't. I've lost my footing. That's been a consistent part of my own journey in therapy. Is going okay. This isn't working. Now you're telling me something new. I can see that. And so I want to go towards that. So I'm going to step out of where I am. But now I, I do not have my footing. Even if I have hope out here and faith in it, I, I'm like, I'm ungrounded. I've lost my footing. I, those are the, those are the feelings that I'm playing with there. And that's just, uh, it's not, it's not happy. It's not a happy thing. It's yeah, not for me. The way I refer to it is I'm floating. I feel like I'm floating. I'm just floating everywhere. You say, I don't know my footing, same thing. That's exactly what it feels like. Like I am just floating around. I am not grounded in any way, shape or form. And that's scary. Oof, it's uncomfortable. But, you know, it's anything I really do believe. And I'm saying this with anyone out there who's like going through a change or the struggle. Trust me, I am with you. You are not alone. I I have chills all throughout my body right now because I know how uncomfortable and stressful it can feel. At the same time, my higher self knows like, baby, the juice is in the journey. Like that's where all the good stuff is going to, is going to happen. And I think of, I think of a, of a woman in labor. (laughs) I mean, it's uncomfortable. She's in agony, right? But then 
into the world comes this beautiful new being. So it has to, it's just a part of the human existence. But I think if our perspective, we're talking about perspective, right? Or perception about what change should be changes, then it's easier, right? So going back to boundaries, if we look at our boundaries and, and creating new boundaries as a, as a positive, it helps move along that change. So we don't add to the pain of it. I, the juices in the journey, that's another t-shirt we need. Yeah, uh, I know, it, I know, I know. The, the Terry Cole juice is in, is in the journey. Okay. You've got me, you know, back, back I mean, with boundaries and I keep um, grappling with the identity part, you know, the, and, and I'm thinking of, I say this a lot from a personal development standpoint of, of taking whatever the objective is and saying, I'm the kind of person who does this. I like that feeling of, of kind of defining and labeling myself, but I'm thinking of course, positive. And I'm thinking here, we're talking about, I am the type, Kevin is the type. I mean, if I'm just being honest, Okay. Yeah. This isn't the hope. This is just the honor. I'm also a lot of negative things. I mean, I just, I am. And so Kevin is the type of person who takes responsibility for things that aren't his responsibility, takes responsibility for others, actions, behaviors, uh, whatnot to feed his own identity. Okay. Well, I don't want that. And so now we're talking about the light at the end of the tunnel. And I got to step out of that, which does not feel good. Cause that's the identity that I know, at least I'm comfortable and have some security in that, even though it's not working. So how about if I write the goal? Kevin is going to be, Kevin wants to be X, somebody who understands, you know, boundaries and understands what's his responsibility and what's uh, somebody else's has compassion and you know, whatever, write that out. Even that feels good because it's saying, okay, I'm stepping out of this, but now I've got some kind of a, again, a label, a container that I can have hope in as opposed to just saying, okay, well, I'm going to step out of that. And as you said, just float and uh, you can float f- forever. And maybe that's the big point. And we got to lay, what is the, what is the thing we're going for? And can we label that? Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful way to look at it. I love that. And it's like future casting, right? Like Renee, I am this, even if you don't see it right now, you know, mark that down. I am this and all those qualities that I want to be, it's coming. It's, it's already here, but in order to get there, I got to go through this. I have yeah. to go through this. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the trick of life. <laughs> it really is. It's like, sometimes I sit there and I go, okay, so, you know, we, we adopted as children, all of these, these beliefs, th- this conditioning and some of it, you know, we've done beautiful things with, right. I mean, I think most people who come on your show, we can all agree. Like we've had some great successes in being the way that we we're conditioned to be, but at the same time, it's also causing pain in a lot of ways. And it's like, Oh, time for a shift. So it's right. You, it makes you step back and say, so I can't judge anything that I was, or I can't now judge myself after listening to Terry Cole and Kevin Miller. This isn't a a plot to now sit and judge myself for all those years that I didn't have boundaries. No, you did the best with what you knew at the time. And I think Mm -hmm. give ourselves that grace is so important. And I'm speaking from someone who always struggles to give herself grace. Um, So again, you are not alone if you're in that bucket of, of people. Um, But it's so important that we give ourselves that grace and say, okay, cool. 
Now I know better. I'm going to do better. And I'm not going to do better all the time because it's, I'm unlearning. I'm going to fall. I didn't learn how to ride a bike in one day, but I'm going to give myself grace. And you know what, Renee? Wow. Good for you. Good for you for taking that label of being the savior and taking that and running with it and doing what you believed in your heart was the positive right thing. And now you're at a new place in your life and you know better. So do better. You're giving a masterclass in personal development here. (laughs) Seriously, folks, if you heard that um, and want more on that, I'm going to recommend Terry Real, different Terry, T-E-R-Y, Terry Real guy. We had him on the show probably a year ago or so. His most recent book is called Us. Um, I think he's gotten really famous lately. He's Gwyneth Paltrow's relationship Mm -hmm. therapist. And he's where I first heard that. Or, or he offered that, Renee, was that concept of, yeah, the, what you said, the things that you learned to survive as a kid, that was brilliant. Good on you. You learned how to cope, how to succeed, how to weather the whatever. But now you're not that little kid. Yeah. And that was just so, you just brought that up and it is so helpful. It still is. I, I still need to come back to that. Okay. That gut reaction to go take care of things that maybe served me well, you know, in the past. Okay, but it's not now. It's not helping the person that I'm taking responsibility for that I shouldn't. It's not helping me because I'm bitter, you know, whatever it is. So now stop it, but with compassion. And yeah, we've, you and I have talked about that. I is not my natural go to to have compassion for myself. And that's not working either. So that's probably. I want to say this too, because I think this is important for us to know and, and hear. Kudos to us for wanting to always help right like what we're all let's all like let's all be having this huge desire to always help that's pretty great right as human beings so kudos to us for wanting to over deliver over serve even if it came from some conditioning from our childhood like think about how beautiful that is being in a world where we see a lot of negative we're not here talking about oh we have a desire to hurt people it's like, no, we have a desire to help and serve. So let that yeah. bring you some peace and some ease and, and allow you to celebrate yourself. I, I, I'm not going to add anything to that. There's, there you go, folks right there. Uh, Renee, thank you. It's such a gift. Yeah. You're, you're just, uh, you're on fire today. You gave me some good stuff here and, uh, I'm going to contact Terry and yeah. tell her about uh, you coining that Terry Cole energy. Maybe yeah. we should get that shirt. We need to, we'll get you some shirts made, uh, for, you, for the man. crowd here. Hey, thanks. Always a gift. Okay, friends, again, our catalyst for this series is Terry Cole and the message in her new book, Boundary Boss, The Essential Guide to Talk True, Be Seen, and Finally Live Free. You can find her popular podcast as well, The Terry Cole Show. That's T-E-R-R-I. My co-host also again today, Renee Marino, her book is Becoming a Master Communicator. You can also connect with her at ReneeMarino.com. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 